If hearing foul language makes your butt pucker up so tight that you can't pass a fart, this is 100% not the podcast for you, and you should immediately turn it off and consider some Preparation H. Thank you, and let's get to the show. What is going on, Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? You got K-Love, you got Stevie P. We are coming back with another podcast. What's going on, Steve? What's going on, Kev? What's happening, everybody? All right, so today, like we said yesterday, we're going to get into a mock draft. We are going to do uh, one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a flex, kicker, and defense. We're not going to talk really touch on the kicker and defense before. But uh, before that, is there any news that you've seen from either yesterday or uh, even you know previously that we may have missed or just you know not really touched on that uh, you think could have an effect on uh, fantasy? Uh, I'm a little bit interested in OJ Howard going to the Texans, just because you know we know Brandon Cooks is there, we know that Nico Collins is the you know shiny new toy. And OJ Howard is a guy that, you know, I think needed to go somewhere that was in need of a tight end so he could get a shot. Uh, and if he acclimates to, you know, Mills, I think, I think he could be a, you know, a late round guy that you just take a flyer on, you know, tight end premium leagues and things like that. And you're, you know, in your regular redraft leagues, you're probably not taking him or he's probably gonna be a waiver wire pickup if he starts doing anything, but. You know, I just thought it was interesting that he uh, went to a team that actually needed a tight end. Yep. Uh, so a couple things. Uh, Chargers signed Shoney Michelle. I don't remember if we got into that yesterday. No, nah, it happened after the podcast, yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, we podcast at 6 o'clock in the morning, guys, just so you guys know. That's why we miss some of the news that come on that comes on when you're listening to us. So, you know, we'll talk about it next day. Yeah, even with that one, that was two days ago. I can't remember if we touched on any news yesterday or if we just went and got into things from the, you know. But, uh, yeah, Sony goes to the Chargers. That one could be interesting. Uh, I actually think we did talk about this one now that I think about it because I, th- I remember saying, like, he could take some maybe some goal line work away from Yeah, Eckler. yeah, you're right. Actually, you know what? I think I said that when we were debating Eckler. Yeah, yep. So, right. you know, um, a couple more you know, Kenyon Drake going to Baltimore. Uh, that one could be interesting, uh, you know, from the standpoint of are they, you know, is Dobbins 100% ready to go? Is Mike Davis any good at all? You know, are the, you know, they obviously picked up Kenyon Drake for a reason. So that'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. Um, going down the list here, uh, Obviously, Russell Wilson gets a, a five-year extension, $245 million. That ties him to Denver for another, for the next seven years. He's 34, so or about to be 34. So I doubt that Russell's going to play for another team for the rest of his career. Um, Brian Robinson, of course, you know, we all heard the incident about him the other day uh, being, you know, carjacked or attempted to carjack. And, you know, they shot him twice in his leg and, uh, the commanders put him on the NFI list, non-football injury list, so he is out for at least the first four weeks. 
Um, going down the list, we have Jalen Rager traded to the Vikings. He probably won't really affect fantasy at all. Um, probably be a fourth guy behind KJ uh, Osborne and um, uh, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen there. Uh, the Eagles claim Trey Young, Trey Sermon. Um, I'm interested in this one simply because Miles Sanders never stays healthy. They need a bigger back. And I want to see whether Sermon is actually just not a good player or if, you know, it was more of a scheme and system thing where he just didn't fit what the 49ers do with their running backs. Uh, so that one's going to be interesting for me to see. Um, and anything else that looks like pretty much all of it, you know, Steve touched on OJ Howard. So let's get into this mock draft, shall we? Yes, sir. All right. So, and in round one, this went interesting. So like Kev said, this is a three wide receiver league that we are doing. Uh, so wide receivers do go earlier because of that format you know they're a little bit more important than in your two wide receiver leagues because you need to start three of them and you get a flex so you could be possibly starting four wide receivers so you are going to see them go early but in this draft it actually went cooper cup justin jefferson first two picks which uh i've done a lot of wide three wide receiver mock drafts and i'm in two wide receiver money leagues three wide receiver money leagues at the moment um, might be doing a third if we can get this two QB league going between me and Kev. Uh, but I'm not doing that. I'm not taking Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson one and two. I'm still gonna go with the running backs and you know because the next three rounds you can go hero RB and and really hit some good wide receivers in round you know two three and four. So I you know you got an early pick like that. I feel like you ha almost have to take the running backs there. But hey. So at three, I am the third pick, and I took Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, I told you guys that if I was the first overall pick, I would take Christian McCaffrey basically every time, nine times out of ten, uh, just because I believe in the guy. And, you know, no one gives you a higher ceiling or floor than Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion. And then Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor. John Austin Eckler going before Jonathan Taylor is surprising. Uh, Derrick Henry, Najee, uh, Jamar Chase, Dalvin Cook, and then Kevin, who did you take? Uh, I took Travis Kelsey. Um, you know, to me, solidifying the tight end position, uh, pretty much regardless of format for me, uh, is just important. Um, it becomes less important in, in like uh, – I get, to be honest, no, it, it never really becomes less important. Like, it's just such a – I'm trying – I was trying to think, like, you know, maybe smaller team leagues, but no, it's it just securing that tight end position, getting Andrews or Kelsey, um, to me, just gives you such an advantage at that position. And to be honest, you know, I, everybody around that point has question marks, except maybe with the exception of Joe Mixon and – you know, Adams is on a new team. Uh, Diggs probably doesn't have too many question marks. DeAndre Swift is, you know, in a tied-up backfield. Chubb, no receiving work. Uh, you know, Camaro with the suspension. So there's just a lot of question marks around that area, and I feel a lot more secure with a guy who I know is going to finish as a one or two tight end. Yep, definitely. 
All right, and then after that, those Devontae Adams, DeAndre Swift, and Stefan Diggs. And we will resume it. So now we're looking Tyreek Hill goes next. So Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Swift, Stefan Diggs are team 11 and 12. Yeah, and so now I'm up, and this is unbelievable. Um, I know it's a three-wide receiver league, but jumping down wide receivers, like, it's a deep position. So I'm not going to worry about it too much, like, at this point. You know, I'm going to, you know, here – take a guy that I think has all the upside to finish as a top five running back. And it's Alvin Kamara. You know, I, I, we, from all we've heard, it's the suspension is probably going to be next year. Um, I could have went Mixon there and been safe, but I don't think Mixon has top five upside, especially in the offense he plays in. I just don't think it's going to happen because they're going to throw the ball a lot more than, you know, some of these other teams that, especially the Saints, you know, the Saints are going to, you know, use Kamara in the passing game a lot more, and they're going to run him like crazy. Um, I just think he's going to see more opportunities. Yes, there is the risk of the suspension, but like we said, from all we've heard, he he's not getting it. So I have Kamara as my number six running back on the year, and that's where I'm going to draft him. Yes, sir. I hear that. Um, so after Kev went – uh, Alvin Kamara, we got Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, CeeDee Lamb, Josh Allen to Team 5. That's interesting. Uh, Debo Samuel, and then I went Mark Andrews. Uh, I love this start, uh, getting McCaffrey and then getting Andrews. Uh, just because, like Kev, me and Kev basically tell you guys all the time, you know I mean, tight end is a super important uh, thing to get. And if you can get one of the top, the top two guys, which I think that's the tier, uh, you know, Kyle Pitts has not proven to be, you know, one of those guys yet. Could he possibly bump up into that? Me and Kev, you know, think that's possible. But until we see it, you know, it's going to be hard to, to uh, go that way. So I went Mark Andrews. And then Saquon Barkley goes, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, uh, Leonard Fournette, and I took DJ Moore um, coming back. So I took DJ Moore over AJ Brown. I took him over T Higgins. I took him over Michael Pittman, Terry McLaurin. I told you guys I'm super high on DJ, and you know I really really like this dude uh, because, like I said, I really think that it's a situation where he's going to be 25 percent, 30 percent of the team's targets. And if he gets into that eight touchdown range, he's going to be a top six, seven, eight wide receiver. And to get him in the third round, I'll do that every single time. Literally, I think I've done that in two different leagues. So following DJ Moore, when Patrick Mahomes, AJ Brown, Javante Williams, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, that one's interesting. Team seven starts off with four consecutive running backs. We'll get into the four. But in a three-wide receiver league, that's very dangerous. Um, T. Higgins, well, goes to the eighth pick. Ninth pick, Kyle Pitts. It is now up to me. And my first wide receiver is going to be a guy that uh, has a new quarterback in his system but received, I think, 130 targets last year from Carson Wentz. This year with with Matt Ryan and, you know, projection to have a little bit more of a passing game in Indianapolis, I think Michael Pittman's going to have a, an extraordinary season. Uh, he is my first wide receiver off the board in round three. 
From there, it circled around and uh, it went to team uh, pick 11. They took Terry McLaurin. James Conner went to 12. Uh, James Conner and Justin Herbert go to tweet uh, the 12th pick on the 3-4 uh, turn. Cam Akers was the next pick. And then I took Cortland Sutton. You know, a guy who has all the upside of the world with a new quarterback and Russell Wilson. All we've heard about is how well those two are working together, which I love uh, to hear. And, you know, to me, uh, you know, the guy has already shown that he has a thousand yard uh, season upside. And, you know, he's now getting the best quarterback that he's ever been able to had to play with. So. Yep, I agree. So after Kev goes Sutton, uh, Kev is picking now. We're gonna keep switching back and forth, guys, because like we're picking. <laughs> so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna kind of keep you know. Kev will say some guys, I'll say some guys, and we'll talk about it. Uh, but so Brees Hall goes next. George Kittle, uh, David Montgomery, Jalen Waddle, Deontay Johnson, DK Metcalf, and then I went Allen Robinson. Um, I'm pretty sure I told you guys the other day that I think Allen Robinson could possibly finish in the top six, which I still believe. And, you know, to get him in the fourth round is fucking amazing. Uh, Mike Williams goes next. Lamar Jackson, Ty- uh, Travis, ATN, Joe Burrow, and I went Chris Godwin. Uh, I went Chris Godwin for the simple fact that I feel like I have two major studs. And if Chris Godwin, and if Chris Godwin gets healthy, he is going to be fucking phenomenal, and I'm super high on him. So, you know, I think I have a possible top, you know, three top 12 wide receivers on my team right now uh, when Chris Godwin gets healthy, and I really love this Hero RB start. Yeah. It sucks that we both started off with the hero RB, RB uh, kind of <laughs> roster here. You know, we should we could probably could have taken two different strategies and run with them, but uh, both of our teams, I really you know I'm looking at are are very 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 good. Uh, after Godwin went, Darren Waller, Dalton Schultz. So Waller and Schultz go back to back in the fifth round. That's pretty interesting. Pretty high for Schultz, and actually kind of low for Waller. Uh, uh, team six takes J.K. Dobbins, then Antonio Gibson, Josh Jacobs, Hollywood Brown. That comes to me, and I snag a guy who has been a number one wide receiver overall in, in recent history, and that is Michael Thomas. Uh, I know he has the hamstring already that he's dealing with, but you know what? It does not really scare me. Um, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, a guy like this who has that talent and we've heard all, all pretty much all camp that he's back, that he looks great. I watched Jameis Winston in his first game and Jameis looked very, very good. So, you know, uh, to me, I'm not really worried about it too much. I'm not worried about the hamstring. I think Michael Thomas is going to be back and playing at a hundred percent, you know, and, and being just as effective as he was in previous years. After that, it goes Elijah Mitchell uh, to Team 11. Uh, Team 12 on the 5-6 turn takes TJ Hawkinson, AJ Dillon. Uh, Team 11 goes with Kyler Murray. Uh, Then it comes back to me, and I went with an upside play here. Um, You know, I already had my three wide receivers. I have a uh, tight end, and I have a hero RB in Alvin Kamara. I went with the upside play and took Gabriel Davis. So, you know, Steve's talked about Gabriel Davis possibly leading the league in, in touchdowns. 
Um, I think that's a, a, you know, a real possibility. And, you know, to me, um, getting a guy who with that kind of upside as my flex uh, really could do wonders for my team moving forward. Yes, sir. I agree. Uh, so after that, um, I believe it was Amari Cooper, Jerry Judy. Uh, let me see here. Brandon Cooks, Russell Wilson, uh, Clyde edwards Lair, Juju Smith-Schuster. And then I already told you guys I love, Equi- I mean, uh, I'm in Ross St. Brown. So I am a guy that has drafted him a lot. And I'm going to continue to do that because I think the dude has insane upside. And I like having the four wide receivers that I have. I I think me and Kev are, you know, I really like like our team so far. All right. So after Amon Ross St. Brown goes uh, Adam Thielen uh, and Daryl Mooney. Uh, Darnell Mooney, I'm sorry, and both of those guys are pretty good values where they're being drafted right here in the uh, and back into the sixth round in, in you know a three wide receiver league. I like that. Uh, then to start the seventh round, uh, we have Cordero Patterson, uh, Dallas Goddard, and then Steve took Kareem Hunt. Uh, I like the the pick of Kareem Hunt there. Uh, the upside of Kareem Hunt, especially considering all the trade talk is through the roof. Um, you know, the upside in a Nick Chubb injury situation, which we saw in a few games last year. Uh, and the fact that he's going to work in as probably as much as he possibly can this year in the passing game. I mean, you know, this is a team that, I mean, we don't talk about it. We haven't talked about it a lot. I haven't heard anybody talk about it, to be honest, but, in talking about Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, are we expecting the Browns to be good or bad this year with Jacoby Brissett? And if they're a bad team, that could be bad for Nick Chubb and very good for Kareem Hunt because that means they're throwing the ball a lot more, playing catch-up, and who's going to be on field and passing downs? So that's one thing you got to think about in drafting Chubb and and Hunt is that Hunt could be on the field a lot more than he has in recent years, uh, considering how bad the Browns are going to be and the fact that they might have to throw the ball a lot more. Yep. Uh, so after Steve takes Kareem Hunt, it goes DeAndre Hopkins. Somebody's ready, willing to wait to six weeks. Uh, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, Hunter Renfro, Rashad Bateman, Jalen Hurts goes at seven nine and I am up and on the clock now at in round seven and I take Damian Pierce love Damian Pierce love what I've seen so far in the preseason I'm taking the gamble I'm going to be the one to jump the gun and say look I'm taking a starting running back in round seven in a hero RB format if this dude turns out to be anywhere near as good as what he's been in the preseason this team is this team is going to be fire straight up. It's going to be fire. Uh, after I take Damian Pierce, it's Damian Harris, then Chris Olave, Drake London, Zach Ertz, and then I take Rashad Penny, another starting running back right now that really doesn't have any competition. I mean, there's a little bit of talk about Travis Homer taking some of the some of the passing down work. I don't know how true that'll be when you know when the games actually start. 
Uh, Kenneth Walker, what you know, is hurt right now, so he's not really a threat to Penny's job. And I think Penny's going to be the running back as long as he's healthy uh, for the whole for the basically for the season. If if he's healthy, he's going to be on the field. And you know, that's a big if because with Rashad Penny, because it really hasn't happened for an entire season. But you know, considering what he did in the last you know six weeks of last year. You know, the upside for this guy is crazy, and he's another RB that in that, you know, RB2 slot that I can throw in there and, you know, get good production from because the rest of my team is so stacked. I'm not looking for major production from my RB2. I just need a guy that's not going to shit the bed. Yep. So after that, Elijah Moore goes, Tom Brady, Tony Pollard, Dawson Knox, Devin Singletary, uh, Kenneth Walker, and then I went Chase Edmonds. Um, right there. Say it again? I said I love that pick right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? To get Chase in the eighth round, uh, a little bit surprised. You know, Kenneth goes before him. Singletary goes before him. Pollard goes before him. And I've seen this happen in drafts uh, a lot, and I don't understand it. Because, like I talked about yesterday, me and Kev both talked about when we were doing our arguments. He was one of the guys we talked about. And, uh, you know, I think this guy has, you know, 120 to 140 carry, you know, I think he could be in that range. And if he gets to 60 catches, you know, that's 200 total touches and they paid the guy. So, you know, it makes me kind of think that they do want to get the ball in his hands. And, uh, you know, I think that's a great pick in round eight. Uh, and then after that... Uh, you have Alan Lazard, Tra- uh, Trayvon Burks, the Bills defense, George Pickens in the ninth, which I'm a little bit pissed off about because I was going to take him there. <laughs> and now I have to relook at what the hell I'm doing in this round here. <laughs> so I am actually going to go, uh, I'm going to go. Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is a guy that has been getting a shit ton of buzz. And I know last year he also got the same buzz. Uh, so, you know, it's it's hard for me to say he's going to be great. But in the ninth round, if he's not great, I really don't care. Because my wide receivers are fucking stacked right now. You know, we're talking about DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, uh, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown and Brandon Ayuk. I can kind of choose between St. Brown and Ayuk until Godwin gets fully healthy. And then when Godwin gets fully healthy, I'm just throwing him in my lineup for my three wide receivers. And I feel like I have, you know, two options. I wanted to get into the Kareem Hunt pick there real quick because I know some people are going to be like, hmm. I've been hearing rumblings that, you know, he could be going to the Eagles. The Eagles are interested in Hunt. Um, and if that happens, dude, uh, you know, I know they picked up Trey Sermon, but I don't think anybody is going to uh, even attempt to legitimize, <laughs> you know, having Sermon over Hunt if they can get Hunt. Um, so, you know, for me, that's just that, that was easy. Because uh, if that happens, I have a fucking league-winning squad here. Um, my next pick is up, so I'm going to let Kev continue. Yep, so uh, after the Brandon Ayuk pick, um, 
the Patrick Mahomes owner takes Dak Prescott, and then the Josh Allen owner takes Aaron Rodgers. Uh, this will happen in your drafts. Like, if you, you know, do what a lot of fantasy analysts, including Steve and I, are, you know, will tell you to do, will tell you to wait on the quarterback position. It's a deep position. It's, you know, one that you can, uh, you know, find value later on in the draft. And, you know, here we are, um, you know, in the ninth round, and two guys have taken two quarterbacks before Steve or myself have taken either one. Um, you know, it, it it sucks when you're in the draft because you have all these plans and you're expecting players to kind of look at things the way you do a little bit. And, you know, it just it, it always sucks when it works out this way because, um, uh, you know, it throws your plan off. Like you're you you have a plan on on what you're trying to do, and you know here come these assholes that want to back up their quarterback with, you know, the number nine quarterback instead of waiting, you know, get up an actual real backup. And but you know you got a plan for that. It happens, and so here in this draft it happened. You know, Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen are on the same team. Followed by that was followed by Tyler Lockett. Trey Lance goes next. That's a good pick for Team 7 uh, here in Round 9. They get the upside of Trey Lance, a possible uh, fantasy MVP, um, a guy that can be a league winner, I mean, that late in the draft. Uh, after that, it was James Cook, then Matthew Stafford. So right before I go in Round 9, I probably would have taken Stafford if he had fell to me there, but the Jalen Hurts owner decided he wanted to take Stafford. Uh, no problem with that. Uh, and so, you know, now I'm up, and I decide, hey, I'll wait another round, and I'll draft Christian Kirk, a guy who I think has all the upside in the world in an offense that seemed like they were trying to get him the ball early. Uh, he was, you know, the first running back or, you know, one of the the, the higher-paid receivers in the free agent market this year. Uh, so obviously they, they want to use him in Jacksonville. And, you know, I, I like having Christian Kirk on my team, and, you know, basically just from things that I saw in this preseason, I, I could see that, you know, they're working him out of the slot. That's a good thing. It means they're going to get him the ball a lot. And in PPR format, I think he's going to be more than worth it. Yep. So after that, uh, the draft goes Ramondre Stevenson, the Rams defense. Uh, let's see here. We're actually going to, let me stop it, Kev, because that actually, when kicker and defense, we're not drafting that. So we'll just wrap it up here. But, um, so we are going to stop that. And it goes, so Ramondre Stevenson, the Rams defense, Melvin Gordon, Pat Faramuth, and then Kev, you took who? Uh, I took Derek Carr. Uh, you know, so at that point I decided, hey, I got to go with my quarterback now. Uh, cause I'm not picking for like another 20 picks. And if that's going to be the case, then I need to get somebody that's going to be, you know, safe in that spot. Uh, Derek Carr, I think has, you know, the ability to throw for 5,000 yards this year, uh, getting, you know, the hope would be that he could, you know, top the, you know, 35 touchdown mark, you know, given that he's got, you know, a, a you know, probably the best touched, uh, 
touchdown red zone wide receiver uh, in their league right now. So, you know, I think that the upside of Derek Carr there is a safe and secure pick uh, because I, I think his floor is pr- pretty high, too, for a guy outside being drafted outside of the top 12. Yes, uh, after that, we go Robert Woods, Mike Gusecki, Cole Komet go. Um, then we have Garrett Wilson, uh, Chase Claypool, uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks defense. Naeem, uh, then Steve takes Naeem Hines. You want to explain that one a little bit? Uh, I love Naeem Hines and PPR this year. Uh, and I already had Chase Edmonds, Kareem Hunt. So I took an upside pick on Naeem Hines just because I figure, you know, the dude could catch – 40, 50, 60 balls this year easily. And if Jonathan Taylor goes down for any reason, we saw how he was used in the preseason. And I think he could be huge. You know, if he I gets think he could the be full... Austin Eckler, if yes. Jonathan Taylor goes down, he turns into like Austin Eckler in this offense. Yes, I hear you. So definitely, yeah. you know, guy that I am, you know, higher on right. than probably most people. And I actually thought about taking him where I took Brandon Ayuk in the ninth round, but I was like, you know what? Uh, you know, this dude has, you know, the two people in front of me both had, you know, two starting running backs. So I kind of figured mm, maybe I get him on the way back. And if I don't, you know, I'll just, you know, pick a wide receiver there. Uh, and I did. So then Kadarius Tony, Tyler, Bo- or what is it? Boyd, yes. Yeah, Tyler Boyd. Yeah, Tyler Boyd, and then uh, Daniel Carson, Mike, Michael Carter. So I actually like that pick. I got, and then I took James Robinson um, to wrap up my wide receiver and running back core. So I ended up drafting five wide receivers, five running backs. Um, yeah, you know, I think all these guys have superior upside to some of the guys that were drafted before them. Uh, so I just decided, you know, a hey, James Robinson could be a, you know, another league winning pick in the 11th round if if he becomes the guy who is the main focus carry guy. And we already know he catches the ball. And I, I don't think they're going to take that away from him. You know, I do think Travis Etienne is going to be the, you know, third down back priority back to get catches. But, you know, we've seen it in, you know, numerous years where, you know, running back, the running back who gets the most carries on the team still ends up having you know 25 30 catches so i do like james robinson if he becomes the lead back for that team yep so after james robinson it goes harrison bucker uh the ravens defense then the 49ers defense uh sky moore julio jones alexander madison then it comes to me and so in the 11th round here 10th pick i have taken brian robinson um you know, this is not I, I'm not worried too much about what happened. You know, uh, if they're putting him on the NFI list, that means I'm going to be able to put him in my IR kind of stash him there and then grab somebody until he's healthy, which I like the idea of. Um, and, you know, this guy was working in as the as the lead running back for that team, you know, despite Antonio Gibson being there. It seemed like he had kind of started taking, you know, Antonio Gibson's job. So, you know, for me. Getting a guy in the 11th round that could get, you know, I mean, Antonio Gibson's been, I think, top 10 in touchdowns each of the last two years. Like, he's got double-digit touchdown upside if he's taking that rollover. And, you know, getting a guy in the 11th round with double-digit touchdown upside is, you know, 
I think is a, is an awesome move, despite having to wait four weeks for him, you know, with the injury, with the, you know, uh, NFI situation. Mm-hmm. After that, you got Justin Tucker, Kirk Cousins, uh, Albert O, uh, Daryl Henderson, and then it comes back to me, and I take Tyler Algier. Um, another guy we've been hearing that could possibly have a significant role uh, in that Atlanta offense. You know, they're obviously using Cordero. They paid him. But Cordero has 30, I think 32 years old now. Like, he's getting up there in age. He wore down at the end of last season. And, you know, to me, uh, Algier is a guy that if he gets his shot, he may not lose his shot. He's a big, rumbling type back. You know, Arthur Smith is you know from Tennessee he wants that power running back that he that you know Tennessee has with Derrick Henry they want to use this offense the same way a bunch of big wide receivers you know it just wants size and they want you know guys that can go up and get the ball but also guys that are going to be strong enough to block so they can use this this power run game and you know Algier could be a benefit of that if you know Patterson goes down and I still think you know, Algiers going to work in and mix in for 35, 40% of the work, maybe even more. After that, it was Evan McPherson, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Dallas Cowboys defense, Brandon McManus, Matt Gay, Jarvis Landry, and then Steve takes who? Justin Fields. So, I like that I, yeah, I was really pissed off that Kirk Cousins went to the fucking guy who took Justin Herbert dick um well this is i mean like i said this is this shit happens and it's like you know it sucks because like for us because we're like uh you know they're not, they got they got justin herbert they ain't taking another quarterback and yep you know it happens in every see like when you draft with people who know what they're doing quarterbacks are going to draft be drafted a lot later they're going to be plentiful because people teams are only going to take one and it's like all right i can wait but then when you draft with like your actual money leagues where people ain't just highly invested in it they're just trying to have fun with fantasy they do stupid shit like this and it throw completely throws your your game plan off bro they they i call it i call it the panic circle jerk right like you see the quarterbacks going and you're just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, you know what I mean? You start fucking just freaking out and everybody starts all the, you know, people who really don't play fantasy very much or, you know, only have one or two teams every year and, you know, don't really are not diehards. Don't listen to podcasts. Just kind of go by whatever the hell the ADP rankings are. Um, you know, they all do this. They all look at it and they go, Oh my God, I gotta get it. I gotta get my quarterback like everybody else. And they start, you know, fucking jumping and, you know, doing crazy shit, circle jerking each other off anyway. Uh, so yeah, I took Justin Fields cause I felt like he had the most upside of all the quarterbacks. Uh, and then after that went Tyler Best, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, Hunter Henry, the chargers defense. And then I went, took Tua Tungavaloa because, uh, with Justin Fields, I think the ceiling is high, but I also think there's a possibility that his offensive line gets him killed. Uh, and the only other viable quarterback that I saw that could, you know, who has the weapons to possibly be close to the top 12 uh, was Tua. 
because the guys that are left are guys like Trevor and, you know, you got Jameis Winston and Mac Jones and Matt Ryan and Deshaun Watson, who ain't going to play for the first 11 games, Baker Mayfield, Kenny Pickens, you know, all, all those guys are just, you know, supreme crazy question marks for me. So, uh, you know, I took the guy with the best offense of, you know, best presumed offense. And I got the connection with uh, Edmonds. Yep. And after that, it was Rondell Moore, Tyler Higby, Michael Gallup. Uh, I actually like Gallup there in the 13th round. That's an awesome pick. Um, Young Way Koo, uh, New Orleans Saints defense, Green Bay Packers defense. Then it came to me in round 13. Uh, this was my last pick because round 14 and 15 will be kicker in defense. Um, so Steve's last two picks were quarterback. It just shows what, you know, what we do. You know, we wait till the last two picks if we have to. Uh, you know, not always. I mean, if you find a better value, you, you know, if, if Justin Herbert slips to round four, round five, maybe you grab him. If, you know, Jalen Hurts is there in round seven, you could grab him. Like, there's never we're not telling you not to take a quarterback early. We're telling you to make sure you get a value on a quarterback. So, you know, obviously when you look at this, you know, situation now where, you know, these guys are taking early quarterbacks, you know, we decide to wait even longer. And, you know, fortunately for not for me, I got Derek Carr a little earlier, played it safe. Steve waited. He's got Justin Fields, a high upside guy that can rush for 800, 900 yards. Um, and then he's got Tua, who has, you know, maybe two, uh, one of the better one-two receivers in the league. Uh, so, you know, Steve's got high upside at his quarterback spot. But me, in my last round, my last pick, I get Isaiah Pacheco, a uh, guy who has been working pretty closely behind CEH as, you know, his handcuff or his backup. Um and CEH has not been good when he's had opportunities, and then he's getting hurt a lot. So there's a high chance that we see Pacheco uh, take over in at some point. Um, they also have McKinnon. It seems like McKinnon is going to work in as the receiving back. That's how they were using him in the preseason. So basically the Chiefs look like they're just using a little scat back formation because Clyde coming out was a guy who was – a very good running back, but was more known for his pass catching in that LSU offense. And then you have Pacheco. Pacheco reminds me of Philip Lindsay, like just a little small guy, but he's he seems like the actual runner out of all three of these guys. So, um, you know, if CEH goes down, Pacheco gets the opportunity. He could be very good there. And then we have the Colts defense and Rashad White after that. Um so, yeah, Steve and I would have been taking kicker and defense. We're not going to get into uh, the other team's picks because, frankly, they've taken kicker and defense too early and they're assholes for it. Um, <laughs> but uh, just get into any team, any particular team that you like. Uh, we don't have to get into them too much because, uh, you know, we, we went through the draft. A lot of these, these guys know who went. But, yeah, uh, looking at – okay, so there's – Two teams that I fucking hate. Like, I really just hate, hate, hate these two teams. And then the rest of the teams, I kind of feel like they're just like, eh, you know, pretty good. I think me and you by far have the best teams, if I'm being completely honest, especially because looking at it, uh, I think the teams that went heavy wide receiver. Okay, so I'll get into the two teams that I hate, right? Team seven went five running backs back to back to back to back to back. And 
he got Brandon Cooks as his number one wide receiver, which, I you know, I guess. But then goes Hunter Renfro and another running back in Tony Pollard. So he's got Najee, Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, David Montgomery, Antonio Gibson, Brandon Cooks, Renfro, Pollard, Lance, Commit, which that's a pretty good pick there at 10. But then, you know, he's got Sky Moore as his third wide receiver in a three wide receiver league. Good luck with that. Uh, Cowboys defense, and he took a kicker instead of trying to stack up wide receivers at this point because you only have three in a three wide receiver league. You know, that's great drafting. Um, I fucking hate that team. And then the other team that I fucking really hate uh, is going to have to be this fucking team that took Joe Burrow and Cousins. Like, okay, Swift, Diggs, Connor, Joe Burrow, TJ Hawkinson, AJ Dillon. Cool. Like, your first you know, first six picks are pretty damn good. You know, Alave in London. Okay. You know, we'll see Rams defense at nine. Like, come on, dude. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Kirk cousins. I guess I don't hate this team, but like, I just hate the way he drafted. I just, you know, Herbert cousins, you know, you get digs, Alave and London as your two other wide receivers. You don't have a third wide receiver on your bench. Um, I mean, a fourth wide receiver on your bench, and you're starting two rookies in a three wide receiver league. Like, you know, if you, in my opinion, if you do this and you go running back, wide receiver, running back, your next two picks have to be wide receiver in a three wide receiver league. Like, it's almost a must that you do that uh, because you're waiting a long time you know, for your turn to come up and you get, you know, whatever you can't take Herbert. I just, you can't take Herbert there. Cause you know, like, like Kev said, he passed on guys like Sutton, Waddle, Deontay Johnson, Metcalf, Allen Robinson, Mike Williams, Chris Godwin, uh, Marquise Brown, Michael Thomas, and then came back and took TJ Hawkinson. Like when you could have taken Gabriel Davis, Amari Cooper, Jerry Judy, Brandon cooks, like, yeah, the more, the more I even talk about this team, the more I just don't like it. Yeah, we don't have to talk about Team 12 at all. They suck. (laughs) Um, I really like the way Team 11 started up through, you know, the first seven, eight rounds. And then not getting another receiver until, you know, basically round 14 when we were done drafting at that point. You know, that that kills him in a a three wide receiver league. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of Cam Akers, but I see the potential there. But I do like Elijah Mitchell. Uh, getting Damian Harris. Those are his three running backs, but he started with Adams, Hill, and McLaurin. And that's that's really good in a three-wide receiver league, especially if you kind of take a hero RB uh, for, or a zero RB format. And then you get Kyler Murray, Zach Ertz, Kyler Murray and Zach Ertz as your tight end and quarterback. That's a very good combo, honestly, because that could be Zach Ertz. You know, that's what he did last year. He caught a good amount of touchdowns. Um so for me, I really like how they started. They just really shit the bed after that. They didn't need to get Pat Fryermuth, and and they probably should have taken a, a wide receiver when they took Stevenson in round nine. Um, definitely should have taken a receiver with in round ten, and they really screwed the screwed you know I don't know, screwed the pooch. Is that like a, one of them old sayings? Screwed the pooch. Mm, screwed they really the pooch. screwed the pooch as the draft went on, and they didn't gr- uh, grab any additional positions there. Um, I liked team two as well. Um, 
I don't know if you mentioned team two. I kind of had to step away for a second. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Jefferson, then you get Barkley, Fournette, uh, Mike Williams, Joe Burrow, and Adam Thielen. So his three receivers are Jefferson, Williams, Thielen. Uh, his two running backs are Barkley and Fournette. So he's got two very good receive, two very good running backs, three very good receivers. He gets Burrow and Goddard. Um, and then has Alan Lazar, George, George Pickens, Kadarius Tony. I think one the the oper- the the chances of one of those guys being a solid flex option for him are through the roof. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, Tony has freaking in my mind, Tony and PPR has top twelve upside. Like, legitimately, we saw it last year. If the guy can freaking stay on the field, he's got tw- top 12 upside. He's ridiculously good. He just can't stay healthy. But Alan Lazard could be the number one, you know, in an Aaron Rodgers offense. Um, and then he gets Michael Carter after that. He's a little, you know, little skimpy at running back. But, you know, having Michael Carter, who we're hearing is going to be the lead back for the beginning of the season uh, in the, in New York, you know, I, I really like how team two started. Um, outside of that, team one is very deep at, run, at wide receiver, has no running back depth at all, and you got ETN and Cordero Patterson. Um, so, yeah, I, those are the two teams that I like, but I think me and you have the two best teams far and away. Yeah, I agree. So I'll read my team again, Kevin. And I'm not even going to lie. Like, real quick, sorry to cut you off, Steve. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I really think the Hero RB format, I don't want to say is the best way to go because every draft is different. But, man, if if you're able to start off in the first two rounds and get Kelsey Kelsey or Andrews and get one of those top running backs, you know, maybe a top, uh, you know, if if you take Kelsey – like I did in the late round, if you get, you know, a guy like Kamara or Aaron Jones, Barkley, like those guys have ins- insane upside. You know, I think all those guys, Kamara and Barkley have number one RB upside. <clears throat> Jones is definitely has top five upside, especially in PPR. So, you know, I think you get one of those guys with Kelsey. You know, you start off your team very well. And same thing, if you have McCaffrey or Taylor or, you know, Derrick Henry in those first three, four rounds, and you come back and you're able to get Andrews, I think that's honestly been the best start to all my teams that I've drafted drafted so far because after that you can just stash stack up on receivers for the next three or four rounds. And in round six, round seven, you can find RB2s that – you don't need them to be through the roof with production. You just need them to get you 10, 10 fantasy points. And I think guys like Penny Pierce, even Damian Harris, who scored 15 touchdowns last year, Cordero Patterson, if you team him up with Algier, like you can have, you can find depth at running back. It seems like this year, if you go with a hero RB format and you're not depending on that, that RB two to be like one of your, you know, main boost positions. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, like I said, I'll read up. I'll read off my team. Kevin will read off his team, and then you know, we're not going to grade the teams because yeah. you know, uh, I think we both agree that our teams are the best all around teams. Uh, so I got McCaffrey, Mark Andrews in the second, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, 
I have Kareem Hunt, Chase Edmonds, Brandon Ayuk, Naeem Hines, James Robinson, Justin Field, Tua Tango Valoa. Uh, and I'll just talk about my team real quick. I love my first eight rounds. Um, so, real quick, Steve, uh, not to cut you off, mm-hmm. I got to roll. Because like we said, we do this at 6 in the morning. Yes. I got to go to work. Yep. So, Steve, you could uh, run through my team for me. All right. And uh, everybody else, take it easy, guys. We'll be back next week, probably Tuesday morning, because Monday is Labor Day. Yes, um, and when we come back, it is week one of NFL football. Yes, sir. All right, Steve. Peace. All right, brother. So I will wrap up the show. So now, you know, you look at it. I have arguably the number one running back. If he gets hurt, my team is going to be hurting at running back. But like I told you guys, I don't draft, you know, with the – we can't – like we're just bad at projecting injury. Let's just be honest. Like the – fantasy football and nfl world are not good at uh you know predicting injury because it's just not easy to predict injury so you know i'm not going to say that christian mccaffrey has more chance of getting injured than you know jonathan taylor or you know any anybody why receive running back excuse me running back is a position that gets injured like it's a physical position guys are getting you know when you're a you know 220 pound running back having 300 pound men fall on you like you have a chance of getting hurt it is what it is nobody has more upside than christian mccaffrey and that's why i'm going to take him every time he's available at three like every single time uh you know mark andrews i got the number two tight end in fantasy football and i think he has a chance of being one and you know i i think he could be one for a very long time really DJ Moore, I already know how you guys know how much I love him. Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin. I basically give you what I think about those guys. So, I, like I said, my first eight rounds I love. You know, Brandon Ayuk, Naeem Hines, James Robinson. Those are kind of just my throws up, throw ups and, you know, hope that the one of these guys hits real big and my team will be fucking awesome. And, uh, like I said, I was hoping to get Kirk Cousins, but the guy who took Justin Herbert also took Kirk Cousins, which kind of fucked me, but. You know, Justin Fields and Tua Tagovailoa both, you know, like I said, Tua has a really good offense, and Justin Fields it has, you know, 800-yard rushing upside. So I don't think I killed myself with those two quarterbacks. Uh, would I like to have better quarterback? Yeah, I would have loved to have gone, you know, Cousins and then came back and took Fields. That would have been a much better team to me because then I have a solid guy that I think could be a top 12 quarterback. And then Justin Fields with the upside of his rushing ability and maybe, you know, he has a really good season. But, you know, it is what it is. I ended up getting that. So, Kev, team is going to be Travis Kelsey, Alvin Kamara, Michael Pittman, Cortland Sutton, Michael Thomas, uh, Gabriel Davis. Damian Pierce, Rashad Penny, Christian Kirk. He's got Derek Carr, Brian Robinson, Tyler Algier, and Isaiah Pacheco. So I like what Kev did. You know, I, I like that he's got, you know, Kelsey in the first. I, you know, the more I look at it, I don't think I'm taking Kelsey before Kamara or Aaron Jones, but. He ended up getting Kamara on the way back, so it works out perfectly for him. Uh, I, you know, I probably t- I probably wouldn't take Kelsey before pick eleven. Uh, 
it, but like you know, out Jones and Kamara are both going pretty consistently in the second round, which I think is fucking crazy. So you know, he gets him in the first, comes back, gets Kamara. That's great. Uh, Michael Pittman, Cortland Sutton, Michael Thomas, Gabriel Davis. Uh, you know, it's hard to argue those any of those wide receivers. You know, Michael Pittman. Let's be honest. It, you know, he could be a hundred and seventy target guy with Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan likes to target. You know, he likes to target one guy, like one main guy. And my, if Michael Pittman is that guy, he's going to get a shit ton of targets. He, you know, Matt Ryan has struggles throwing to his number one wide receiver in the red zone. Uh, he always has. But, you know, I just like Michael Pittman as a player, and he's going to be insanely targeted. Cortland Sutton, you know, Russ throwing him the ball. All we've heard all basically offseason has been, you know, Whenever Russ gets in trouble, he looks for Cortland Sutton. You know, Cortland Sutton is going to be a guy that's going to be also heavily targeted, and I like that. I like the upside of Michael Thomas, you know, because we all have seen Michael Thomas in his heyday is just insane. Uh, and, you know, to have him as your third wide receiver, I really like that. And Gabriel Davis, I already told you guys, I think is going to lead the league in touchdown receptions or be a top three in that category. And I don't think it's really hard to see that happening. Uh, Damian Pierce, really high upside running back, and he got him in the seventh round, 7'10". I love that. Uh, Rashad Penny, another high upside running back. If he could stay healthy, he's going to be amazing. Christian Kirk is your number five wide receiver. I love it. Um, I considered taking him all the way back at pick 9'3", uh, but I took Brandon Ayuk because I figured I, I felt like my wide receivers were good enough that I could take the higher upside player, and I think that is Brandon Ayuk. Um, so Christian Kirk, I like that pick in round nine, you know, pick 10, uh, Derek Carr, you know, he's got a, a super solid quarterback. I think Derek Carr is definitely finishing in the top 12. I know everybody else is saying that he has no chance, uh, but I don't, I don't agree. I think he's definitely a top 12 guy. Do I think he has the upside to be like a top six guy? No, I don't. But, you know, I think he's going to be firmly in that nine to 12, uh, you know, QB range. Uh, Brian Robinson, Tyler Algier, Isaiah Pacheco, three high upside running backs that could end up taking heavy workloads in their offenses. If, you know, certain things happen in front of them that, you know, they end up, you know, becoming the guy. So that is it for the podcast today, guys. We appreciate you all for listening and we will catch you later. I wish everybody a super safe and happy Labor Day weekend. You know, get your barbecues in, throw your horseshoes, get fucked up and have a great Labor Day weekend, everybody. We love you. Peace out.